Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER all right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus. iHeartRadio app. Wherever you download podcasts. We got some fun stuff for you here. Fun stuff for you. Um, I actually want to start the pod out with some stuff that we don't always talk about. The radio show, right? Uh, there was a couple of things. Let me start with the Brandon Miller deal. Okay, so Brandon Miller is the star player. He's going to be the first college player picked in the upcoming NBA draft. Okay, and obviously last week, most of the sports world found out that though he was not involved in the shooting death of a young woman in Tuscaloosa, and it was not his gun, it was a teammate's gun, Darius Miles, 
Darius had ridden with him and he brought the gun back to him uh, not uh, shortly before the shooting took place. And he's not a suspect. He's seen as a witness. And, you know, there's lots of people he shouldn't play. He shouldn't, and, and my take then is my take now, which is like, so what you're led to believe is that a kid who's not a gun guy, not around gun culture, there's no sign of him having any involvement in it. That because somebody left a gun in his car and asked him to bring it back, and then a shooting took place, he was supposed to know that somebody was going to shoot somebody else? Like, I don't... That's a hard one for me. You know? If I'm a young, talented college basketball player, and I find out that there's an uh, that, that there's somebody else's gun in my car, I want to get it back to them as quickly as possible as well. So when he got introduced this weekend in a close win over Arkansas, when he gets introduced the whole year, every game he's done this thing where he gets introduced... And one of the walk-ons comes over and does the, it's like the pat down from, if you've watched UFC, before they get into the octagon, you know, they, they check their whole body to make sure there's no like knives or shivs, like old school blood sport type of sneak something in thing, right? And because of the details which have come out, um, it's, I don't, it's inarguable that it's insensitive, right? Like, well, you don't want to mock that. And I'm sure that college kids are completely or on some level unaware of it. Now, Nate Oates is the head coach and he's catching heat because of it. You will, you know, you're coaching or allowing it. I will tell you that most coaches have no idea about the pregame introductions and the meanings of it. And some don't even watch it. Some aren't even out there for it. Um, but the massive freak out where we have to assume that you can no longer be a human being and make human being mistakes because you transported a weapon that was used in a murder is kind of bizarre to me. It's like, I don't know where this vitriol comes from. Tone deaf? Yes. But what what tone, right? Like when you're in college, that's the last thing you think of because they did the same introductions Wednesday when they beat South Carolina. Nobody said a word. And honestly, what got out, the only reason it got out was because Alabama's own social media team, you know, had him being introduced. But I, I started today, just like the day I'll, I'll start tomorrow, which is, you know, I don't know when we got to this place where we always think the bad in people. But if we think the good in people, we'd realize that there's some easy outs there for this young star who's going to be an NBA draft pick. Um, Okay, what about you there, Jay Stu? Tell me what happened. There was a spring training game where the new pitch count uh, end up changing the end of a game, right? Yeah, so it was the end of the uh, Red Sox-Braves uh, spring game. By the way, I guess these spring games can only go nine or ten innings, then they end even if it's a tie. I didn't know that. But anyways, uh, Red Sox were on defense. The Braves had the bases loaded with two outs. So the pitch clock rule is uh, the pitchers have 15 seconds to complete a delivery with the bases empty. They have 20 seconds with the with runners on base. So this pitcher had 20 seconds to deliver a pitch to the batter. But I guess there's also a rule that goes against the hitter. If a batter is not in the box and ready to hit with eight seconds left on the clock, then the umpire will call a strike. 
So the batter on Saturday, the Braves hitter, was not in the box with eight seconds left on the clock. They called a, a strike three, and the game ended in a tie. I love it. I love it. I mean, like, look, it, it's one of those things where I do I, – I, I actually appreciate baseball uh, more than I let on, okay? And we'll, we'll get to this as we did in the radio show talking about it. B- baseball's problem is it's boring, all right? And the problem is that things have gone – it's a lot like arguing with the officials, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the pod. It just – it gets to the point where we're like, enough, Right, we're good enough. So, um, I I think I mean I think this is good. It happened in a meaningless spring training game. The rest of the league's going to take notice, and guys won't make that same mistake when the games actually begin. And the object is to speed up some of the slow parts of the game to get more action and not sitting around waiting for a guy. You know, undoes his batting gloves, redoes his batting gloves, steps in, digs in, puts his hand up to wait for the umpire. Like, all that shit. Like, let's go. Let's go. I, I, I Do I think some parts of baseball will probably get lost in it? Sure. Absolutely. But eventually, the water will find its level. I don't know if all the rules stay as they currently uh, are written in years to come. Because, but they wanted to try something. And in order to try something, you have to have rules. And though everybody freaked out about the rule, that is, in fact, the rule. So I kind of love it. What about you guys? You guys are much more hardcore baseball fans than I am. What do you think? I'm good. I, I think every single game this weekend was under three hours. I think they're all like two hours and 40 minutes or something like that or somewhere in that range. And I, I think it's fine as long as the players are good with it. And I heard Freddie Freeman driving in today talking about it. They asked him a question on it. And he said, hey, I'm good with it. Just got to get used to it. And that's the way for many sports when you have new rules. Is you have to get used to it. It's, it's there. You can cry about it if you want to or you can just deal with it. And I think the majority of the MLB is going to deal with it. And like you said, Doug... What, doing it in spring training is where you learn, right? This is where you learn it, and it's not like to start the first game of the season. So you have all spring training to figure it out and get it done. I'm all for it. I also think, I think it's going to lead to more offense because I think pitchers in their ability to kind of, you know, get their mental balance, like 15 seconds. If you watch the spring training game, and I did watch spring training baseball this weekend. Um, you know, look, when things aren't going well, you wipe your brow, you go to the rosin bag, you curse into your glove, you know, you get on the mound, you dig in a little bit more, and then you go into your, like, you don't have time for all that stuff now, all the theatrics of trying to gather yourself. You don't, you just got to keep throwing. I think it'll lead to more offense. Jay Stu, what do you think? No, no, I agree with you and John on this. I, I think that this rule is one of, as you put it, one of the slow parts of the game that can be sped up. I, I'm i going to be continually confused by what baseball's messaging is on this, but I agree in this rule, and if you're enforcing it in the spring, and maybe early on in April and May, people will just start playing the game quicker, which is what you want. But don't tell me that you're going to shorten games. That that's not that shouldn't be some one of the messages coming out of baseball because if you're adding action and you're adding offense like you just said if you're adding runs you're not shortening the games 
you're just quickening it and making it more exciting, that's fine. I, I just don't, don't, don't confuse me with the messaging. Well, I, I think it's because it's a little bit like the make America great again thing, right? You know, it's like, what are you saying about America now? When was America? Like you get, it, it opens you up. If you say, if you, if you put it the wrong way, or if you're way too honest about it in regards to baseball, right? like, I think we all agree. I mean, and, and John's right. The games are going to be shorter. They are going to be quicker. There will be some where there's a lot more offense, a lot more action. And I, I understand what you're saying. You're like, well, you're not, if there's more offense, it's going to add more time. I think the proof will be obviously as a, an entire, we'll have 162 games with, um, with 30 teams. We will definitely have a, a real sense of how sped up it is, what it does for offense after a full season. But if you're right, Jason, and there is more offense, and that is one of the intents of it, and I think there definitely is, it's like, what would you prefer baseball say? We're, we're fucking boring, and this is, the way to, this is the way to be less boring? Hey, come to a Major League Baseball game. We're not as boring as we used to be, right? Like, that doesn't really play well. So I think the speeding up the game is a side benefit of the real desire, which is to get people to put the ball in play and get more hits and get more action and be less boring. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Juan Gabriel, Juanquis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now... <laughs> What's up the fuck say? This is Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, talking about the Bears and what they should do with the number one pick and Justin Fields. We get ready for the combine and the draft buildup. What are the Bears doing at the top of the draft? There was a report this morning the Bears likely to trade the number one pick overall. I would disagree. I would trade Justin Fields, and I would draft me the quarterback I think is going to lead me. I'd get on that rookie contract there. I don't know if everybody's all in on Justin Fields. Just letting you know talked to an NFL scout, and he didn't give a great review of Justin Fields. Said, you know, great athlete. They always want to say, well, he doesn't have a great offensive line or wide receivers, which is true, but I was told he's not the long-term answer in Chicago. Wonderful athlete, great runner, but he's going to be injured, and he's not. he doesn't have the other things that you want if you're going to say, that's my franchise quarterback. Now, this is for, you know, from a scout. NFL scout saying that. And said, I said, would you trade Justin Fields or the number one pick? He said, I would trade Justin Fields in a second, and I would take Bryce Young. Bryce Young is special. Justin Fields is not, as far as a quarterback goes. Yeah, I, again, the, here's a lot to it, okay? And I've heard some of the same discussions. I would tell you this. Part of the trade Justin Fields thing is that – when you trade Justin Fields, you're not going to get likely the return that you want to you normally get trading a starting quarterback. I, I, I don't know if you get a first round pick for him. Whereas if you trade the number one overall pick, you'll likely get another first round pick or maybe a couple other first round picks and other assets as well. And look, the whole idea of having a quarterback under rookie control is getting as much talent around you as possible. The real value in the draft is not in the first round. It's in the second and third round. And getting as many picks in those rounds as possible because the contracts are not as long. Contracts are not as guaranteed. And yet the talent is not as big a drop-off and the hit rate is just slightly lower than that of the first round. I, I agree. I don't think Justin Fields is absolutely the long-term answer. I'm not sure you totally know, but maybe they know by now. Um, but, uh, you know, the whole idea, would you trade? It all depends on what you can get for, what you can get for somebody. And can Justin Fields be Pat Mahomes? No. Can he be, I don't know, Jalen Hurts? Why not? Why can't he be Jalen Hurts? I think that's a very, very fair question. So there, there's a bunch of different elements to it. 
But I think the biggest element to it and the most interesting part that you should uh, you should kind of try and realize is that the true value is not. Now, look, the number one overall pick, if it's an absolute no brainer. And I talked to somebody who said, look, Bryce Young, he checks every box. He's the best quarterback in the draft. It's not close. The issue is he's tiny. He's tiny. And um, with all of the different little things that that can, that being little can hinder you with, additionally, you're playing in bad weather. And the idea of, uh, of having, um, <clears throat> having a guy who's smaller, smaller hands, smaller body, taking on bigger hits, tougher division. I don't know. I don't love it. I don't, I'm not in love with Justin Fields, but it, it's a ba- it's, it's not a one or the other. It's not a Bryce Young or a, it's what can you get for Justin Fields? What can you get for that number one overall pick? And balancing those two. This is Brady Quinn talking about the NFL Draft Combine. What Every single time this time of year, we start trying to make this more than it is, and you've got less teams sending coaches to it. Think about that for a second. If it was so important, why are more and more teams not even sending their coaching staffs? Because it's not. It used to be something that was useful or purposeful for coaches and scouts and everyone alike. And then the NFL made we're like, wait, wait a second, we can make money off this, huh? Well, let's just make this a make for t- made for TV event. And and now the whole entire format is set up to basically show it on TV. It's not in the best interest of the players performing who are going out there and doing drills and running and all that. It's not in the best interest of the coaches trying to get information, meeting with the kids. And so you see there's less involvement. But that's that's the direction the NFL wants to head. So when these guys do perform, for the most part, you are going to hear every single analyst talk them up. That's just the part of the deal. Um, look, I, I think it always has value. Um, it, it's also, in addition to being... Uh, to being a place to which you can discover athletes and measure them against each other. More than anything, it's about the interviews. But it's also kind of like a league's convention, right? That's really what it is. It's about a league's convention. And this is where jobs are. Remember, there's the, you don't turn over in terms of your scouting department until after the draft. It's just there's not the time to get when you're going to change scouts and change some front office people, not the you know, obviously not the right now you're not changing a GM and obviously the coaching changes have already been made, but those other changes they're made because of the other interviews that are going on in this place. So there's a lot of other things behind the scenes in regards to the value of players. I'm just one of those guys that if I'm a player, I want to get out there and get as many people to see me. You have a pro day, I'll do the pro day. You want to combine and do a combine. If you have another combine offsite, we do another combine offsite. There's, there's nothing to hide there, and having some more, more eyes on you means the li- greater likelihood that somebody falls in love. This is Colin Cowherd talking about the Lakers. Let's start this topic with glass half full, Colin. Optimistic Uncle Colin. The Lakers at the trade deadline had four issues. Three of the four, here's the good news. Westbrook's toxicity. He's out. Clippers problem. Didn't have enough shooters. They've upgraded. Overall length and depth on the wing. They've upgraded. 
That is glass half full column. And let's get to realistic column. The fourth issue is LeBron is old and 80s always hurt. And even though Jared Vanderbilt was masterful and the Mavericks got their own issues and they got a lot of them. My lasting image from yesterday's W is LeBron in the tunnel limping out of it. You give me in the last two, three years, a three-week period when I didn't see this. The Lakers got a very nice coat of paint on their car during the trading deadline. But this puppy has 286,000 miles on it. I love the car analogy. I love the car analogy. But I I would also, I, I really want to point this out. This is super important, okay? Now, in regards to the car analogy... I agree that it's a car with 270,000 miles on it. But, and again, this is a philosophy that I have. And all cars, all cars, at some point, they're going to break down, right? They're going to, or something, you're going to have need valves replaced and all that other stuff. But we would all agree there's also a difference in build quality of some cars as opposed to others, right? It's like, I would rather have, you know, a a car, I just, a Honda or a Toyota or a Lexus or an, you know, um, then I would have some other cars, a Maserati, for example, a Maserati with 50,000 miles. I would rather have a Lexus, a used one. Like this is actually something looking for one of my daughters that for a, for a car, right. Is I don't mind having like a 10 year old Lexus, 10 year old Lexus with a hundred thousand miles on it. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, it's a Lexus as opposed to, you know, like again, and those are, you can get some of those uh, little hybrids, a little hybrid CT, 200 CTH or whatever cars. They get like 40 miles to the gallon. I would rather have one of those than having a newer Maserati or something else that has a tendency to break down. Even though, yes, older cars do break down. And we should also point out that Beasley's not old. He's younger. But more than anything, the part that Colin misses is not having Russell Westbrook as a breath of fresh air. It's just a breath of fresh air. He just was became a negative energy guy. And th- there's a lot of blame to go around. It's not all on Russ. But it's, it's okay to say that there's addition by subtraction there. I don't love D'Ang- uh, D'Angelo Russell. I don't think he's a winning player. Uh, but having better chemistry better momentum, better energy. I do think the Lakers are better off. Do I think they're going to win a championship? The answer is no. What does the fuck say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get to my favorite part of the pod, where Jason Stewart tells us who's annoying. And now, it's your annoying. Hey, Doug, the, uh, speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers uh, had their biggest comeback since uh, 2002. A significant comeback and a, a, a pretty major collapse by the Mavs. In fact, Jason Kidd was uh, quoted as saying afterwards that the Mavs need to grow up because at some point in the second half, it turned their attentions turned to complaining about officials, and they, their attention was lost on the Lakers. Um, Luca even admitted, maybe I spent too much time complaining about the the referees in the second half, and that's where your annoyance starts to me. Like, uh, remember last week we had that that conversation. Like, the one player I would want to pay to see is Luca. So, I I think he's a marvel and he's an amazing talent. But watching that game yesterday, he spends a lot of time yelling at the refs. There were a couple of times when he thought he would get fouled. He thought he was fouled. He would run down to the other side of the court complaining to the official who didn't make the call, and then, like, Anthony Davis was making, like, an uncontested layup. <laughs> like, literally, like, it's a four-point turnaround or whatever. 
Um, so that is annoying to me. It's like, I don't know what you coach your kids. I don't know what, how you are as a coach on the officials. Is it leave the officials to me and you focus on the game? But to me, that does sound very immature and annoying. Uh, it is. Uh, it's too much. And it's an, it's, it's a just, yeah, the constant bitching to the officials is annoying. It is. How am I? Like, I was actually, so this, this is a real thing that happened. Okay. So I have a kid named Miles, and he's a great little shooter, good little player. Um, we played a team last night from Chicago in an AAU tournament. It was a real thing. And we had played them the previous day and lost by three points. And we got down like, I think we we're down 21-4 to start the game. And, you know, there's, this is not, the game's, it's four quarters, but it's running clock until last minute. So the games are not crazy long. That's a lot of points to catch up. Come all the way back, tied up 44. Uh, they're up 47-44 with 15 seconds to go. Miss a free throw. We come down and Miles hits like a fadeaway 30-footer to tie the game. They call timeout. During the timeout, the officials are discussing something. They call me over and they're saying, hey, uh, we don't have one and one in the tournament, even though we'd had one and one in the tournament. It's only once you get to 10 fouls, and we were fouling on purpose because we were down three. It's only a two shot. It's a it's the double bonus. So I was like, okay, so you're going to give him another free throw and then who gets the ball? We get the ball like, no, no, no. We're going to put time back on the clock. Give him another free throw. We take your three off the clock, off the scoreboard. I'd never seen that before. Never seen it before. And I, I know the college rule. I didn't know the high school rule, apparently because the uh, only one possession had taken place, not two possessions, an administrative error, they can they can go and correct it. I was like, I've, I don't think that's the rule, but okay. Anyway, it, that was a very easy place for me to lose my shit. And I did not. Here's the crazy part. He misses the second free throw. He come down. The same kid hits a, I mean, I'll send you guys the video. He hits one from like a step and a half, two steps inside the midcourt line and gets fouled. Makes it, makes the free throw. Makes it, makes the free throw. We win the game. The crazy, <laughs> craziest shit I've ever seen. How am I? For the most part, I'm pretty good. What I, I had, I've had some run-ins with some officials, but the constant complaining, I don't let kids do it because not only do I know how it looks, but I also believe that officials are human beings and the constant complaining eventually becomes a turnoff and you don't get any calls. So Luca's annoying. Who else? Um, so I was watching the SAG awards, you know, I'm a big, uh, movie, uh, award watcher, you know, golden globe, SAG Oscars are coming up, whatever. So the, uh, flavors of the month are two actors and they both won last night. Uh, Brandon Frazier, and John, I'm gonna need a little help with this uh, this other actor that used to be in the Goonies. Uh, he's in a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. His name is like K K Hao Kwan. Okay, he was he was the the, the Asian kid from the Goonies, the Asian oh, yeah. kid from Indiana Jones. So uh, they won both of the acting awards just yesterday in the SAG Awards. And I saw this exact speech at the Golden Globes. And they get up there and they're crying. Both these guys have been counted out by the industry, and then they got rewarded, and they're they're uh, you know front runners for the Oscars. So, but their advice—this is what their advice is to f fellow actors: um, 
once you're thinking about giving up, don't. In other words, at your lowest point, don't give up. Um, I am an example of that. And to me, that kind of falls under the umbrella of lazy advice. Like, I think that I think there are a lot of times in life when you do need to have self-awareness and maybe do something else. Uh, realize that this probably isn't for me. I'm going to move on. So list that as annoying advice to me. Uh, when you're, when you're kind of down and out, don't give up on your dreams. Sometimes we do. Um, and a, another thing, don't tell me to be myself. If I ask you advice, like, am I, Hey Doug, um, I'm about to start this new venture and it, you know, it's something I'm a little overwhelmed by, but I'm, I'm looking forward to as a challenge. Do you have any advice for me? If Doug, if you told me to be myself, I'm just taking that as you just mailed it in and really didn't want to think about advice. You were just giving me lazy advice. So uh, lazy advice annoys me, Doug. Lazy advice is, uh, no, I don't know if it's lazy, it's cliche advice annoys you. Both, right? yeah. Cliche advice. And, and and lack of reality, you know, lack of reality. It's like you want to, I, um, I think Rosillo and I, we had this discussion. It's like you want to, journalism, uh, departments always want to like, Hey, would you come and talk to our kids or whatever? Like, here's a piece of advice. Like, it's a really, what, what do you want? Like, are you doing this to make money or what are you doing? Cause this is a really, I, I have no journalism background. You know, I, I didn't go to journalism school. I didn't. And, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's quickly becoming like becoming a teacher or a professor where, it is a very reputable field in it's very important and yet it's not one that's going to be well compensated. The percentage of people that make a good amount of money on it. And it's not because I'm trying to be a hater and keep people out of it. I'm just telling you the reality of it. I like local news kind of dead national news. You know, it's more hot takers than anything sports, you know, same thing. You have a select number of, hot take people uh, play by play. There's just so many guys and so many people on and s- such an inability to separate yourself. Like it's really hard, but yes, I, I, I think cliche advice is the bet on yourself. Like, well, well, give me the, give me the context to it. Don't just give me some cliche advice. You know, tell me something unique. Tell me something from your path that I can replicate. Tell me something from my path that you can't replicate. Those types of things. I do think, though, Doug, that nowadays there's so many outlets. Like when we were younger, there was ABC, NBC, CBS. When you were on television when we were younger, it was big. It was like these are stars, right? Because it was so hard. Now everybody's a star. Everybody has an outlet to be somewhere. If I wanted to, I could be on YouTube in five minutes and have my own show. And whether or not people watch or not, I don't know if that's even relevant. The point is that, hey, I'm on YouTube, or I'm on whatever, TikTok. It's just, there's so many outlets now for people to just become what they want to call the stars or media personalities. It's just quite, it's quite interesting to me how, how that is. That's all. You're right. And, and that actually is the advice that I give to, to people. I'm like, Hey dude, you want to make it good? Start working. They're like, wow, where did I go? <laughs> like, just start recording yourself. Do you start your own pod, start your own YouTube channel, you know? And don't be afraid to watch it and to, or ask somebody who's, who's done it for a while to watch it and you'll see how good they are at it and what you need to improve at it. So that, that part is 
is absolutely, absolutely accurate, John, in that there's so many different ways to get your own message out and you have no idea who's watching it. All it takes is one right person to see that content and want to hire you at one of the bigger places. And there are a lot of places. And you, in terms of the pure journalism is, is, is a tough one. You and I, what what else we got? got Just one more point on that last part. You and I have talked about this all the time. You cannot underestimate um, office politics. You cannot underestimate being likable. And what I tell interns or anybody that I would mentor is look, take as many internships as you can uh, in college and make the right impression on the right people. That that's what matters. Be likable, make the right impression on the right people, the people that hire, the people that, that are that are influential in our industry. Find those people and make an impression on them. Uh, finally, climate change complainers uh, are annoying. I'm not making a political stance here. This is not a political stance because I know it's polarizing. But how about the guys, the people, I'm sorry, the, the gals and guys on Twitter that use any kind of extreme weather as a reason to prove that climate change exists and global warming exists. So if Santa Clarita is 118 degrees in July, then you'll on Twitter you'll be like, yeah. I mean, how could you ever deny that global warming exists? And then when it's when it's 35 degrees like this weekend, it's I mean, who's denying that there's global warming? Well, I don't know which one it is. I don't know anybody with a head on their shoulders that doesn't doesn't acknowledge that the climate is changing. I also know that every like 70 years I've heard the climate changes. How much has the human influence had on our climate change? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I I find that discussion kind of boring. I don't know how much resource needs to go into this, but I do find it annoying that the uh, people on Twitter, especially, which is a despicable place to live, by the way, uh, they use any extreme weather as a somehow as a way to confirm their bias about climate change. That's a lot. So you think climate change zealot? Uh, yeah, zealot is is a, a zealot is a person who is fanatical and uncompromising in pursuit of their own religious, political, or other ideals. So right, a, a, right. So a a climate change zealot is annoying. Like, and for people who don't know what we're talking about, this is without any question the weirdest winter in my lifetime that I spent in California. And so I grew, I moved here when I was six. I moved away to college when I was 19. I came back for a year and then went away to college, came back and I've been back, um, two different stints for, I guess, nine years. So what is that in my life? So that's uh, nine plus 13 is so 19 years of my life or excuse me, 22 years of my life. So 22 years of my life, this is the strangest winter without any question. We were in a massive drought. We've had a crazy amount of rain. And then, and this is like late February over this weekend. This is a little bit what Jason's referring to. We had a a, a winter storm where there was snow at like, what, 2,000 feet, 2,100 feet. So there are lots of. The area Santa Clarita he's talking about is north of Los Angeles and it's slightly elevated and they got snow over the weekend. I mean, it's like the crazy thing. It's beautiful when it's clear now, but it's also very, very cold. 
February in Southern California, and remember, Southern California doesn't really get that hot in the summer, but it also doesn't usually get that cold in the winter. It's far below normal with with temperature. There's been far more precipitation than normal. And as Jason's pointing out, and by the way, for a climate change person, Jason is right. It's not about being global warming. It's about just extreme temperatures that are different in places that previously weren't extreme. That's what he's talking like the, I don't know if you guys know this, but tornado alleys actually moved. You guys know that tornado alley has moved like 200 miles East. It used to be Kansas and Oklahoma and, and those areas. Now it's like into the South and, and into Tennessee and into the Midwest. That's because of some sort of climate shift. And there's, there is some level of dispute, as to what percentage of it is caused by man, what percentage of it is caused by this world we live in. But there is no disputing that it is different. The point that Jason's making is don't use one storm to go, ah, see, see, stop using styrofoam, assholes. Look what's happening. (laughs) And those guys, again, extremists, zealots, you're fucking annoying. I agree with you. What else? <laughs> That's it. So zealots, as you put it, uh, cocheted advice and Luca for complaining to the officials. Wow. That's a good group. That's a good group. Is there a C all of the above? No, I got to pick one. I got to pick one. Huh? No, I mean D all of the above. Um, wow. Zealots, Luca. What was the other one? Oh, cliche advice. I think cliche advice is the worst, especially people that post things on social media, like every day, like some sort of cliche that they, they, they took. I could, you don't have to come up with something clever every day. You don't have to come up with something motivational every day. You don't have to come up with something biblical every day. There's a certain amount of zealot to that too. But for that, I will agree. Jason's with, with, with Jace too. You're annoying. Do I? Uh, we'll do because we can, and then we'll get Buke on the phone. All right, we got another. Let's get to because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. What are we listen to, Jay Stu? Well, uh, this I think this is our first reset. Uh, Jake Paul losing to Fury yesterday. Reminded me of maybe one of the best sound bites we've had in the last few months. The sound bite of the year for sure is when Jake Paul went on Bamani Jones' show and said this. After Tommy Fury, where do you go from there? Like, what happens if you lose one of these fights? Um, I, I don't plan on losing. You know, I, I don't train to lose. Um, maybe that I, I feel like that's probably like your mindset. You know, a lot of people try to project their mindsets no, on the No, I ain't no projected of a mindset. My question is, this is work because we're all surprised that you keep winning these fights, right? But if somebody does beat you, how much interest stays in this when it stops being surprised? They won't. They won't. And and I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know who the fuck you are. My PR team set, Dude, set up this interview. All I know about you is that people don't like you. <laughs> amazing. It is. And what was that? That was, that was amazing. That was that was amazing. On so many levels, that was amazing. And then there's this one. Um, Austin Reeves and Josh Green got into it yesterday. Uh, there's no sound of this. But uh, because we could say it on the podcast, 
Austin Reeves at some point got up in his face and says, you ain't shit, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Austin Reeves to Josh Green. I love that. Hillbilly Mamba talking some shit to Josh Green. <laughs> I, 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 I love that one. Why can we tell you this, that stuff? Because we can. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Let's get to our pick of the day here in the bonus. Okay, today, tonight, we got college hoops, and the games start to get really, really, really important. Um, let, let's start with this one. Mile Modern Oklahoma State is a pick em against Baylor. Now, Oklahoma State is in must-win territory. Okay, they were the hottest team in the Big 12, and they've lost four in a row. Okay, that, that was after winning five in a row. They still have to go to Texas Tech, who's up off the deck and doesn't really help them numbers-wise. So you got to beat Baylor. This is a Baylor team. Okay? It's a Baylor team that uh, did lose to Kansas, Kansas Day on the road. Okay? But overall, they've won five of their last seven games, and their last win over Oklahoma State was 74-58. to I don't know what's up with this line. It's a pick 'em. But you have to take Baylor in this game. You just have to. Have to, have to, have to. And that's your pick of the day. All right, that's it for in the bonus. Tune in tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.